0: Hello, and welcome to Rules and Rolls, a tabletop RPG podcast in two parts. I'm your host, Chase Carter, and joining me around the table today, I'm going to jump right into it. Uh, we've got Drew Davenport.
1: Hello, uh, my name's Drew Davenport. My pronouns are he, him, and you can find me on Twitter at the underscore Davenporter. And there's Ashley.
2: Hi, I'm Ashley Fisher. Uh, my pronouns are she, they, and you can find me on Twitter at Hidden
0: hiddenhag. Uh, and I'm Chase Carter, pronouns he, him. Uh, find me on Twitter at Chase Rights. While you're there, you can find the show uh, at Rules Rules Pod. We'll do all the rest of the stuff at the end. Let's jump right into it. This is the second part of our playthrough of I'm Sorry, did you play? I'm sorry, <laughs> did you say Street Magic by Caro Assertion? You can find uh, Caro uh, on Twitter at Sea Excursion, S E A Excursion. Uh, which has links to all of their games, uh, their itch.o page, all that sort of stuff. So uh, please go follow them there. Check out their other games. I'm sorry, did you say Street Magic is a map-making game, uh, which is a bit of a different fare than we have played in the past. I believe, as we said in last episode, that this is our first map-making game. And if you haven't listened to us, but you should go back. I really enjoyed it. I think we had a really good session Got some excellent ideas built into that city. Uh, it was a fun experiment and sort of creative exercise. So I'm going to open it right up uh, to just sort of general opinions. Y'all's uh, like strong feelings about the game. What, what has stuck to you, stuck with you over these two weeks since we last played?
2: Um, as I have discussed with Chase uh, several times, I am a person who is not like really great at visualizing things in my head. Chase can visualize the whole apple, turn it around. I've got
0: 52 apples of different colors, just spinning.
2: At different speeds. I am like, I suppose I know what an apple looks like. <laughs> I don't know that I have a full image, but yeah, I've seen an apple. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that this game like isn't, you don't have to know spatially what's going on. You don't have to visualize anything in comparison to other things. It's just really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I mean, that doesn't even like really, I guess, speak to how good of a game it is, which I really like it. Um, but I don't know. I just appreciate that part because sometimes keeping up with games and like trying to remember who is where and like knowing where things are in comparison to other things without there being something physical to look at. Um Playing games with people who are very good at that kind of thing can sometimes get a little confusing because mm-hmm. I'm like, wait, who who am I close to? What's So you going don't on? buy
0: tickets to the theater of the mind very often?
2: No. Hmm. Uh, it's empty. Um,
0: <laughs> Not even a matinee show. And you're just like, eh.
2: No. Uh, the theater got closed down due to lack of funds. <laughs> Nothing in there. <laughs> um, yeah. So I... Just first and foremost, if you're a person who is like that and you're also interested in like tabletop RPGs, first of all, there are dozens of us. I see you, I hear you, I know your struggle. <laughs> Things are hard for us out here. Um, this is a good game for that.
1: Yeah. Uh <laughs> I I didn't wasn't even thinking about it beforehand, but you brought it up. Uh I really liked that we didn't actually have to have a physical map to play this game. mm mm-hmm um over the you know doing the podcast over the internet would it would be a bit of a hassle doing that i know there's ways to do it roll 20 and all that but i've heard other podcasts you play a, a map building game and it's a lot of okay so um all right so what what's this one and, oh no 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 that's not oh oh no i drew the wrong thing oh no 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 <laughs> so, <laughs> like taking out the map as uh like the actual physical map as a gameplay feature was super helpful um it was it was very nice because it wasn't just like like we did how many we did three rounds, four rounds, six rounds
0: uh I think we did four rounds because we did one each where we like sort of led, and then we did the last round which sort of like gave everyone a chance to like be the star,
1: yeah, okay, so like if this was laid out on a map, it would be like four neighborhoods. In this like beautiful city, there's four dudes that live there, four people. <laughs> so without, it's nice that there wasn't like, oh right, well, okay. So you, you it, without the, I know we talked about the whole thing. I'm just talking about the maps idea, but without actually having a physical representation of map, it kind of was freeing that mm-hmm. I didn't have to fill this city so much with with characters. I got I got to choose, pick and choose what I wanted to uh, put in the city.
0: And thank God we had uh, a start off point, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dude, for sure yeah um i this is probably a good point to sort of briefly explain the game and also the like the starter uh information that we used, so I'm sorry, did you say street magic um is a map building game that doesn't use a map and in fact is like explicitly not interested in cardinal directions um like you. You have to uh, like talk about neighborhoods as far as like uh, uh, what their names are and the people that live there and the sort of uh, uh, monuments or different like landmarks uh, that exist there. But you are not like connecting roads that run through. You're not talking about like this is south of the river or like this is like northeast of the big factory or the big train station. Um, Cardinal directions, as you would see on like a normal map, just isn't as interesting as. What it means to live in this city, and what are the relationships between the people and the places that they see every day? So, map making game is sort of a misnomer a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also played with the very recently released, I believe it came out just a couple of days before we recorded, the Easy Street Supplement, which uh, takes a bunch of creators um, beyond Caro. Caro worked with a bunch of different uh, designers and creators online. To come up with some uh, like basic rules and starting information, so that if you are like us and are like playing on a on a time budget, or maybe you're just not as strong as coming up with those ideas, but you would really love to see how the like how the mechanics work, uh, you can use these starter things. Which it gave you names of like I believe it's like two districts, two monuments, or uh, uh, like put locations, and then two people. Uh, that you can start with. And then from there, you can begin to build out um, the rest of your, uh, the rest of your city. But we played uh, a game by uh, Natalie, the knife. Um, she goes by uh, at RPG Natalie on Twitter. So you can find uh, her work there. And itch. Oh uh, yeah. And on itch. Thank you Ash. Um, and the name of our, like the name of the city that we played in was the conformal Metro plane. Um, so yeah, we can get into more specific rules as we bring up what we were interested in. But basically, play goes like each time uh, for each round, a player will sort of have the the lead kind of like lead that round by coming up with some ideas that they want to uh, explore these like larger themes. And these larger themes can be as broad as, say, like an adjective or as specific as, say, an event that's going on. And so every time it goes around the table, the different players have to create something sort of like re- draw in with like a pencil. Uh, not even a pen because you can go back and change this as the game uh, goes on, but sort of draw in pencil, like define some elements of the city in one specific area. Um, uh, That can be like building a neighborhood, uh, creating a monument or talking about a person. And the cool thing is, is that those people and monuments and neighborhoods are all nested. So before you create a persona, you have to know which neighborhood they live in and what sort of monument or landmark they live close to, because that will help define their specific relationship. And by defining these relationships, we sort of like zoom in really close, start in that zoomed in area, and then draw the camera out to get a more clearer view of the city. Um, and then pl- as play goes on, each person gets a chance to uh, sort of take the lead there. Um, and I think one of the coolest things about this game is that by the end of it, even after only four rounds, we had nowhere close to the like full city mapped out. You're never going to. This is not a game about like finding the borders and then beyond here saying, here there be dragons. It's not that sort of thing. Mm. There, even within like the borders that we created, there's probably hundreds of people, dozens of landmarks in a few different neighborhoods uh, that we could have explored uh, in depth, but didn't. Um, and I think that's really cool. It's like Drew was saying, very liberating to be like, you don't have to worry about all that. Just what is interesting to you?
2: And I mean, I guess I was even... Uh, with the limit that I do imagine things in my uh, rundown theater brain, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) I did not consider the neighborhoods to be limited to, like, our understanding of physics. Like, I didn't even really consider it to be, like, you would go into the neighborhoods in, like, normal ways. Right. Like... I don't think they relate to each other or we would relate to those areas the way that we relate to the normal world. You're
0: talking about like walking from one area to another. Yeah. Like, yeah,
2: I mean, I don't know. It just it doesn't seem like it would even if you wanted to map it out. I don't think you should be able to totally. Um, it just wouldn't quite work that way. Um. I don't know. I guess I sort of think of it uh, like maybe there's intersections in certain places uh, just to relate it to another piece of fiction because I can't think of anything on my own (laughs) Um, in the uh, Shades of Magic series by Victoria Schwab. um, Like if you've read it, they have several Londons in like different planes of existence um, that all sort of overlap. They're all very different, but there's like essentially like astral intersection points mm-hmm. that let you go from different areas. And I sort of, I guess, interpret the different neighborhoods as that, like you wouldn't easily walk from one place to another.
0: right? Yeah. I think that's a cool way of like unshackling yourself from like how you normally embrace a city, because then you begin to interrogate different definitions and different assumptions that you have about, cities and the people that live within them, which is definitely something this game was designed to sort of interrogate.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, Drew, I think between the three of us, you're probably the one who has spent the most time like in larger cities with like a more dense population. <laughs> uh, how did that like affect how you approach this game? Um, <clears throat> I mean,
1: not really. I I've, i don't like live in Los Angeles. I just go. it's like an hour away, but I have a, a pretty little town. Um, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I've been to a lot of big cities, I guess. I don't think so at all. Like, I think the, uh, oh, the conformal metro plane. Yes. I had a real sense of, yeah, it's a good name. I had a real sense of like a dream city. So it's kind of like in my head, it's got that dream logic where you don't know how you got to one place, but you're there. Right. And that mm-hmm. physics kind of um, just go right out the window, like a train could be on the street and going sideways and upways, And then, like, we had a whole neighborhood that got sucked into uh, the moon. So, spoilers. Um, so, <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, I don't think, you know, living in a big city or even anywhere close to where I live, uh, really, and I don't think it really informed that. Maybe maybe some of the stuff I put would is memorable of places I've been that i like to return to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff like that maybe, yeah. However, you guys, was there any was there any Dallas in there?
0: <laughs> no, cuz Dallas is like just such an unremarkable city from like a physical standpoint.
2: Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry, think, City of Dallas. Yeah. I know you try so hard to make it cool to attract business it's not cool
0: yeah there are neighborhoods <laughs> uh and the reality of dallas is that like the the neighborhoods where like culture exists is always sort of like under threat from the encroaching highway system because dallas just does not have public transit the way any city of its size really and like you know geographical sprawl should and then also, like, it's such a business city that, like, the pockets of culture that exist, like, try their best to survive, thrive, and move around as, like, real estate prices begin to rise yeah. in different areas and gentrify. So, like, I mean, honestly, when I describe it, that would be a cool, like, sort of concept for a city, like, a moving city within a city that tries to survive, uh, like, the threat of commercialism. Um, so if you want to play this game, that one's that one's free for you. You can, <laughs> you can use that as your yeah. prompt, but... Um, there you go. I guess, I mean, I will say to answer your question, Drew, like my approach to like the sort of ideas I brought are these sort of like idealized versions of cities I've maybe been to or seen on TV or traveled once Uh, and trying to make that real while still like understanding that my understanding of it is like almost picturesque, you know? Uh, it's a it's a tourist version of a city and i'm trying to i'm trying to make that as real as possible but there's only so far i could go i think yeah. on on oh go ahead
2: oh no go ahead you had a more fully uh, formed the, idea
1: <laughs> barely i was just going to say uh i think one of the things like you said like stuff you've seen on tv and uh something that i didn't even put together until right now <clears throat> was that um the neighborhood uh what's the neighborhood we had with all the drunk people um oh uh hold
0: on i've got the dot uh, pulled up thank you real I can't quick the name
1: of it. i have the high uh, heavens high heaven high heaven yeah high heaven in my head looked like columbia from bioshock infinite Ooh. because everyone everyone right. par- partying while the fucking thing is falling apart yeah the thinly painted and over th- decay yes yeah exactly that's what i had in my head and so yeah, when i made some the, great gatsby the- shit yeah, Ooh. and so when I made the mask merchant, I was like, "Oh, this guy would fit in my head." It's like I pulled him right out of a level, <laughs> like
0: oh, for sure. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, I know, I, I know exactly what part of the game you're talking about.
1: <laughs> exactly, and I didn't even think about it until you mentioned that. I'm like, "Oh yeah," in my head, high heaven is this uh, the depot, which I should have. Uh, Uh, spoilers get i should have named something else we already had a depot the depot was is just my uh you know idea of like 1970s new york um metro systems Mm -hmm. and just made it a little bit more fantastic and i and you know going back it's you can pull a lot of stuff especially in a prompt as as magical as or like um free freeing as we took the the metro plane like there's a lot to go off yeah Yeah, sorry, it just came right into my head. I was like, oh, shit.
0: No, that's good, yeah.
2: (laughs) No, that's a really good point, because, like, that's so interesting that you, like, visualized it as, like, a Bioshock sort of thing. I haven't played Bioshock, but I've seen, like, enough things in media to, like, get a feel of what you're talking about. Um, But, like, I didn't imagine it anything like that. I sort of, like... Like, how you were describing, um it sort of like as dream logic, um, I was sort of imagining it like you're like in a crowded area in a dream where, like things don't really make sense. It's like sort of a huge house that could never mm-hmm. be real, but uh, like it's yeah. sort of like a never ending like house party that you're in, um, oh, there's
0: always like another room through the next door, kind yeah,
2: of like even if you're going through a whole neighborhood, it just sort of feels like. a a low lit house and like maybe you step outside for a second but then you're just like walking through a yard and then you go into another house that's like huge or something like that um so it's cool that even if like we hear the same descriptions it conjures something different in our brain so it has me thinking like um like how could you play this where you bring like more visual elements in like It could be cool, like, even if you had, like, magazines or, like, you were, like, cutting out things and sort of made, like, a mood board for each area.
0: You could even, like, if you wanted to play this online, you could just do Google image search and, like, pick out different things and, like, paste them into, like, a shared doc or, like, on Brawl 20 or something like that just to sort of, like, like you said, create a mood board of different images that... Because this is something that uh, a lot of people do in the world-building parts of, like, more character focused RPGs, mm-hmm. but like you could really put all your creative force into like, just the world building part and dive into it.
2: Yeah, I think it would be really fun if you like wanted to make it like a longer sort of thing mm-hmm. and like more chill. Um And you wanted to like really take your time building out everything. I think like, God, even making like playlists or something like that for each one. Um Definitely. Ooh, if you even wanted to return idea. to like, the same world and get like deeper and deeper. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I think that would be really fun to like really like sort of solidify the mood for everything. Yeah. Um just as someone who needs that. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's also cool <laughs> that like the minimal nature of it sort of makes it different for each person.
0: Um we've sort of circled around this idea and I would really want to like kind of like Pin it down to our discussion, um, which is the collaborative effort of the game. um We've kind of talked about it, like our different interpretations of elements, but like that is one of the strengths of this game is by um, codifying in the rules that each person gets a chance to sort of lead the creation effort. Uh, everyone gets a chance to like contribute, but it's contributing under the framework of each specific player's like desire to see a a, a different shade of the city, see it in a certain facet. Um, which, uh, just going down the list, we'd, uh, we, I think we have a list of... Yeah, so th- these are called compasses in the game. Then it's called a compass because it's sort of, sort of supposed to point you in a, di- in a certain direction. Uh, and in the first round, I believe that was me who let it off. I chose the compass, uh, how are newcomers welcome? So we, we went in and we talked about like how do people enter the city? Uh, then for round two, which I believe was Ashley's turn um they gave us the compass how do people celebrate festivals and holidays so we talked about specific festivities and like where they where they celebrated how those celebrations look how they affect the mood of the city and then drew brought us to uh the the compass a sacrifice was made and now a moon hangs low over the door depots remains which i think was a cool part to sort of like bring in a narrative to the city we created but Mm -hmm. one of my favorite parts about this game is that everyone gets a chance to like Add their own creations to the city, but under a certain specific aspect. Um, So that the final result, the end result, is something that is, you know, I mean, an overused phrase is like more than the sum of its parts, but it definitely applies here. It's Mm -hmm. like, you could have done this all yourself, and I think this game definitely can be played solo. Uh, You're going to get a richer tapestry and something that maybe surprises you in different ways if you play with other people, though, because... It's just a bunch of different interpretations of the same kind of material. I'm wondering how y'all felt about the collaborative effort.
1: Uh, I I found it fantastic, to be honest, especially the um, the events uh, thing. I don't know if I'm I'm going over somewhere we, we haven't talked about yet. I don't but, think we talked uh, what, about events,
0: which happened at the end yeah. of the round.
1: Okay, yeah. So uh, I just think that it's a real. It's one of them games where you really build on each other's work, mm-hmm. and I mean cooperative of course, but. I just love that. That's like we've talked about this. That's the good stuff when it comes to uh, tabletop games, especially like like we only did four rounds, which was perfect uh, for uh, you know this. But you could have gone on and done it for another you know eight more rounds. Yeah, but it's like you get in that groove and you just want to build. It's like oh, somebody mentioned uh, they put a new uh, um, uh, neighborhood in. I can't wait to drop. My uh, my freaking monolith or whatever in there. Like right. I can't <laughs> wait. Like, like that was so cool, and I am gonna run with it. And then someone's gonna run with what I put and put a character in. Yep. Like, ooh.
2: <laughs> Especially, um, like sort of building on us having different, like, it conjuring different um representations in our minds. Um, I think what makes the collaborating part so cool is, like, us specifically, um, I think we consume, like, different types of media. Like, Drew, I know you're into, like, horror and, like, Mm -hmm. old video games and stuff like that. Like, very cool stuff that I'm, like, vaguely familiar with, but I'm not into as much. Mm -hmm. Um, So, it's cool seeing, like, just the creative areas where your brain is, like, The things you come up with i wouldn't um and just sort of going like "Ooh, how would something fit in to this thing i'm a little unfamiliar with that i wouldn't have thought of myself um so i think it's easy to play like even if you're with like newer people maybe that you don't have as much in common with um i think that would be even better uh because you can sort of like see like the Venn diagram of where you all mm-hmm. sort of meet um, and can make cool things happen.
1: Yeah, yeah that's... Uh, oh, um, real quick. that's I didn't even think of it. This would be a great, like, icebreaker game for a new uh, group if you're trying to run maybe a longer session. Like, let's do mm-hmm. a little bit of street magic and we'll see what everyone's about. Yep.
2: Yeah, because nothing sucks more than, like starting to play like a campaign and you find out you do not jive with the people. Yeah. Um, yeah I, mean,
0: that would... I mean, like a good GM should make sure in a session zero that like everyone understands the kind of game and the kind of players everyone and what you're what you're expecting to get out of it. But I know that 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 should is a big capital S should and doesn't always happen.
2: But like this could be like a really good game where it's like, okay, even if you're going to play like D&D, mm-hmm. like start this first just to see like if your play styles work with each other.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, because it's so free form that like you can, even if you think you'd have fun, like you can maybe figure out like where people would step on each other's toes or something like that. So mm-hmm. the GM could be like, all right, I am taking notes on how to make these people vibe together better. Right. Um. Yeah. Or even just like, for a party if you're hanging out with other nerds but you don't know each other uh and you want to do a nerdy thing
0: yeah if y'all are a group of people who just love talking about stuff uh and creating things and sort of just like dropping anecdotes without any sort of like without any of the expectations of the responsibility to like meet every week at the same time and explore this world through characters this would be a great game to just sort of like pass a few hours uh i mean honestly like you could play just if you had a group of four or five people, you could bust through this quick in like an hour, an hour and a half, uh, and move on to something else. Like I think that's great party game length if you if everyone's just sort of in the mood for a more creative bent.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, I could even see this being really fun to play with, like a lightning round, like yeah. putting on a timer, like okay, you have to come up with something.
0: Yeah, like three minutes for each person, two minutes for each person, something like that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it gets it gets shorter every time,
2: every yeah. round. Oh, yeah. Just panicking, like, uh. Definitely. Uh,
1: <laughs> this, uh,
0: Steve, Steve
1: with the bone arrow. Damn it.
0: <laughs> yeah, real top of mind stuff, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, let's let's dive into, like, I don't know what the the psychiatric term for the, uh, like, the subconscious rising to the surface and t- kind of taking over, but.
2: This will just turn into a big group therapy session. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Probably. Yeah. But, it, I mean, honestly, at a certain point, all. Uh, tabletop groups become kind of therapeutic sessions. That's
2: true. What are you projecting? Not great ones.
0: Certainly not great ones, but it happens anyway. Um, (laughs) I wanted to like, definitely like, uh, talk about another strength of that uh, collaborative uh, effort is that like, I've mentioned this before, but you do not write in pen any of these elements. You do it in pencil. And I think something that will help you play this game a lot better is if you come to it, understanding that what you what you put into this game is going to be augmented, changed, collapsed, built upon, merged together with other elements. Perhaps even you will come back to it and be like, okay, because of things that are happening, I believe this change uh, has occurred. Or perhaps someone else is going to say like, ooh, I like this idea. Let me put this person in here who sort of turns it on its head. We kind of did that with um, one of the uh, uh, neighborhoods that we built out, which was the like sort of mercantile Gunmetal Street. Um, And then we talked about in Gunmetal Street, there is the Door Depot, which has all of these doors that people end up coming through to visiting the the Metro Plane. Um, And so like Gunmetal Street has sort of like tried to control the Door Depot, because if you can control the people that come through there, you can control access to buying their goods and stuff like that. So uh, just come to this game understanding that what you put in there is going to be changed. And I I can understand some folks like being very precious about their own creations. Um, I would advise you not to do that. Most of these ideas are going to be prompts for further sort of like curious investigation. And if you play it that way, you'll have a much better time.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm even like, I know every game we play, I'm like, wow, here's how to like change this. Um, But I think that's cool that like, once again, it's a strength that I think you can add to this. But like, if you're even having trouble or if you want to add like a challenge to it, I think um, having like a list of like words that maybe you have to pull from, Mm -hmm. like if you're wanting to like, you decide, okay, I make a neighborhood. um, I have, I have to pull out an adjective and it's like, I don't know, sparkly. You have to work that
0: into it somehow. I believe the game even has a list of adjectives that you can use to start with.
2: Nice. Um, And just thinking of like some of the games we own, like board games. Mm -hmm. um, Oh oh my God, what's it called? Codenames. Like if you have that, like you can literally just pull the cards out and be like, okay, here's a word. Just Um, random
0: words with no real association.
2: Yeah. Um, And story cubes. Yep. like roll those if you're having trouble like getting started um or a game no one ever wants to play with me um but is like one of my favorite board games is Dixit mm-hmm. um that's like a more visual thing if you want like a visual prompt for it um but
0: yeah but it gives you like ideas and colors and shapes and moods that might help start that whole process of mm-hmm. coming up with an idea
2: yeah which I think could be helpful if you have trouble thinking of something um, or if you sort of want like, if you just want to get your like creative juices flowing for something else and you want to do this, like maybe sort of as a warm up, mm-hmm. um, like even if you're not wanting to use this world for anything, if you'd want to get sort of like in the practice of world building for like a game you're running, um, sort of like adding in those restrictions can help you be more creative. Mm-hmm. Um I
0: don't know. A question I have for both of you because I had read about this game beforehand, and so I knew what we were getting into. But whenever I pitched the game, uh, I think both of you maybe like didn't full didn't fully realize like sort of what we were getting into, uh, or had never played a game like this, and so didn't know what to expect. How did you feel about the fact that you did not embody a character like you would in say like a a more more conventional tabletop RPG that? this was like world building as a full exercise and not just like the beginning of a session. You didn't have, we, we never, you can embody a character on, on your round, but that was not your character that you played with the entire time. That's just not how this game works. How did y'all feel about that?
1: Um, first of all, I will, I will be honest here. You, when you first talked about this game, like a while ago, I was like, yeah, absolutely. I can make a street magician and play as him. And (laughs) so, like, I I completely thought this was going to be a different experience. (laughs) But then when I actually looked it up, like, oh, this is a... This is a game that's not just like a big shit on street magicians the entire time.
0: <laughs> Ashley, do you want to cop to anything at um, this point?
2: I was going to wait for Drew to finish his whole thing. And I was going to say, I too thought we were going to be street magicians. Yes. Um, and I was like, hell yeah, I can be a street magician. Sounds yeah. good.
0: Yeah, you were working on your what the F David Blaine impressions. <laughs> oh
2: my God, it's David Blaine. <laughs> yeah i was gonna come out being chris angel
0: um oh my god so at come first on. i
2: was a little like oh mm-hmm. it's not about being a street magician um but yeah <laughs> go ahead true
0: uh,
1: i mean we could make it next time we'll we'll live in the uh the dimensional the city of, of uh lost street magicians
0: yeah what does it mean um, when everyone in the city is a street magician and magic is oh, so god. mundane you know <laughs>
1: yeah next time uh but yeah uh that's pretty much it like i um okay i've always wanted to play uh a map building game because they sound so freaking cool and i've i've looked at some other ones we we have on the show and there was a little bit in some of the games they had map making rounds so i actually wasn't sure how this was gonna go because i always liked the rounds but i was like is that gonna be enough to like Am I gonna want to inhabit these characters so much that I'm gonna be like, "Oh, what what's your round?" Uh, uh, the mask merchant. He goes to the store and let's play out that scene. And like, <laughs> I'm glad that didn't happen. So uh, I don't know. I was I was worried that I was gonna want to be too invested in the characters, but no, 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 not at all. The way the game plays, you really want to build a city. You really you don't want to flush it out. But you you there's so much meat. In the little things to the big things, the the micro to the macro, the you know close ups to the wide shots, the whole thing. I I'm going crazy over here, but yeah, I really was surprised how much I liked it because at first I was like, yes, I want to do a map builder, and then when I was thinking about logistics of actually playing, I'm like, am I going to want to do something more character driven when I'm actually in it? And that was never the case when I was playing.
2: Big agree. um that's it you'd said everything um yeah i you know going from thinking we're gonna be like a street magician (laughs) crew
0: (laughs) which i mean still like put a pin in that idea rules and rules yeah like we we might we will probably come back to that at some point
2: i will fully admit for like a week after i couldn't stop thinking about it and i was like writing out ways to make a street magician game i do it Maybe we'll play it and it'll be broken, and we'll be like, "Okay, never mind." Someone else. (laughs) No, it's perfect.
1: (laughs) Um, Hey, real quick, if you're a listener and you have a broken game, send it along. We'll play it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, for sure. Let us break it even more. Um,
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Gosh, sorry. Um, Broken things. My brain just thinking about uh, a big TikTok that has been making the rounds lately. uh, That's just like. This guy that's like, the square peg goes in the square hole. Where does this brown oh, peg go? The square hole. And like all of the pieces actually can go in the square hole. And then someone yep. did a duet and they're like, me as a DM, whenever my players keep fucking up the
0: like yep.
2: the puzzle. And like she's just crying at the end. I was just like, that's all I do as a player <laughs> is go, um, what is the TM wanting me to do?
0: Everything goes in the square hole. Everything goes in yeah. the
2: square hole. Um,
1: but... Finally a sign off for the podcast. <laughs> we already <you> have one. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I'll I'll try it out. I'll see how it feels on the tongue. <laughs>
2: okay. Everything goes in the square hole. Um, but yeah, I often have trouble, like, getting into characters. Um as we joked earlier, everything ends up kind of being a therapy session. Mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, what like, like childhood, like trauma. Am I like putting into this character? Or yeah, whatever? I mean, like
0: not to blow up your spot, but you do often worry that you're doing too much of a self insert with each character you make.
2: Yeah. You know, and who among us doesn't <laughs> do a self insert? <laughs> um, I don't know just like role-playing even if it like may come across okay the whole time i'm like wow am i like projecting this like friendship issue into this or something like i don't know um so it was refreshing to only like make a world Mm -hmm. um into like i don't know it was Kind of weird at first to settle into, but I ended up really liking it. Um, and I would definitely want to play more games like this. Uh, it was easy to do, um, but still rewarding and fulfilling to do. Um, the only thing I struggled with was uh staying on brand. I know for the last one, I was like, I don't know, I did something not what Drew pointed our compass towards. My compass was broken.
0: Yeah, um, I, I was gonna get to that. Yeah. I, I think all of us probably. Uh, at least, well, with your admission, I will admit that I did. And Drew might've just like been on, on point the entire time, but, uh, at certain uh, points, definitely not. <laughs> I, did, I did struggle with staying in the compass. And I mean, to be fair, there is nothing in the rules that say you have to, you don't get penalized for going outside of the compass. It's just like, you're breaking the sort of like the, the, the sort of like the 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 honored agreement between all the players to collaborate under this compass and like as long as everyone's at the table is okay with the ideas that you came with uh, came up with and no one like really balks at the the additions that you put into the city like it's all fodder it's all bricks to like to strengthen your foundation
2: and you know i guess like the first person probably has that compass in mind and then like as we go on, we're sort of building on like, or getting inspired by what the last person said. So even if it's not directly under that umbrella, it's sort of like Mm -hmm. meandering in the same area,
0: which is a cool thing that the game does because after a round is over, the player who started the compass gets to come up with an event. And so you get a chance to like, uh, uh, to act on any of those, uh, sort of like cool ideas or neat inspirations that you, uh, thought of as everyone else was doing their additions. So like, The macro level of the game is all about collaboration, but in each interaction, there is collaboration built in mind, which I think is something really great that Caro did when they built this game is they kept in mind the fact that everyone should get a chance to respond in some way, even if it is just asking a question, a rhetorical question, which you can do at a certain point is just like, have everyone be like, hey, what's this part of the city? And everyone's just like, hmm, really dink she dink. But even that is inspiration for further storytelling, which... I think is maybe my favorite part of this game is that even though it is a world building map quote big air quotes map making game we told a story. In the first round we sort of did establishing shots as we did an aerial view of the city, kind of talked about cool things that you could see if you just did a flyby. In the second round we got to meet some uh some like important characters. Uh to, what are their uh, what are their motivations and what sort of larger conflicts did that speak to? And by the end of the round we had like a prophecy a, a, a monument that was activated. Um mm-hmm. change. Uh you know, demons got locked in the moon. Maybe demons. Some darkness got locked in the moon. Um uh, a la Bloodborne. Like this really was the Dark Souls of <laughs> World Making games, huh? Um That's okay. This time I evade. Not on the purpose. Evil. Yeah, not on purpose. I got <laughs> mad last time when we brought that up, and now here I am spitting poison. Um But yeah, we still you you will end up telling a you know, a God honest story by the end of this game, even after four quick rounds that we did, uh, which I think is just a, a testament to like the the strength of this game and the, and the rules. Um, this might be a good point to turn to, because we kind of raised the specter of things that we might've done wrong. Are there things that you wish you could have done differently or wish you could have like characterized differently? Or is there a weakness in the game that like after a couple of weeks of thinking about it, you, you kind of stumbled over.
1: I feel like we could have done events a little differently. I'm not like I'm not sure that we follow like I know they were supposed to be like you're the the voice the other characters the voice of the city and they ask questions and raise concerns I'm like do we do that all the way? Like yeah. It was intended?
0: We so the way events work is that you can like embody a person um You know, we didn't do a whole lot of that of like sort of like like talking about scenes as a person moves through the city and kind of does. I did one once. And I think after that, we sort of like we sort of eschewed that part, which we probably should have done more because that would have given given us a lot more like concrete feeling of how it means to live in the city. Um, Yeah, the events were probably like our weakest. But again, this was our first time. I've been thinking constantly about all the things I would have done differently if we were to have done another session. Even if it was starting from 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 scratch or just another session within the metro plane, you know.
1: Yeah, uh, one thing I would have definitely done differently is not named the the metro the depot after we already had the door depot. And... I
0: did. I didn't say anything, Drew. You know. I was no, going... I know,
1: and I I was. I uh, next time you just lay into me, Chase, because
0: gah, oh, <laughs> that was awful,
1: and it was only in high sight. Literally, when I was re-listening to the episode. Uh, when I was listening to the first time, I'm like, oh, you fool. You <laughs> ultimate
0: fool. So, like, the cool thing is if we would have had another session, you could have created a character who is just a derivative shithead who named it the <laughs> Depot because they were trying to, like, chomp the flavor of the Door Depot, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. The Door Depot's gone. I'll voice him in this uh, scenario real quick. The Door Depot's gone. Long live the other Depot. Buy my <laughs> Depot shirts. Depot Depot.
2: <laughs> and it's all just like the door depot merch, but you like, <laughs> yeah, I'm marked put a big, out. Um, the-
1: <laughs> there's a big Metro train sticker over the door.
0: <laughs> I mean, see, like that's the, that makes me want to play this game again. So we can continue to like flesh out that stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's sort of turning a weakness into a strength. Um, yeah. I did not like my last character I built. I, so in the very last round, you get a chance to show like how things have changed. Everyone gets to introduce a new element. Um I introduced a conductor that was like an android or like robotic conductor. And I believe that based on the story we were trying to tell, I was a bit too like happy and tied up with an ending. I wish I could have introduced a little bit more like new conflict, like left some things hanging, you know? I think I tied a bow too neatly uh with my character, and I would have gone back and done that differently. Um But, you know. Such as like Yeah,
1: I think I think maybe I know <sighs> I tried to insert maybe too much narrative uh, I will say because I'm like and then this is going to change and then they, mm. there's a doorway to another world at the end of inside the metro and it's like
0: mm-hmm.
1: am, I, am I making an end state for like if somebody entered like I, I guess I was thinking of it like straight up video game status like oh and you've gotten so far and then something's changed and then something's new oh the final dungeon how are you going to get through the freaking metro cars <laughs>
0: Drew, do you think that was like your inclination to tell a conventional story or did that come from the game? What what do you blame that on?
1: See, I think it is my my inclination to tell a story. It's what I've been exposed to, like literally. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it, I it, there was a part of me that just and maybe it's also because I wanted it to, to the podcast have some sort of like right flow that I, I just couldn't. I wanted something grand at the end. Yeah, like the 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 whatever the pendulum of worlds.
2: Um, I know I've talked about this before. I can't remember for what game, but like, yeah, I understand like your need for how Western stories are told, where it's okay introducing thing, rising action, conflict, falling action, the curse nice of conclusion. the three act structure, right? Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, and. I don't know, like, I didn't think about this until you said that, um, but the thing I brought up before is, like, Ghibli movies, and how mm. I just sort of, like, got pissed off whenever I first watched one besides Spirited Away, because I was like, nothing happened, like, yeah, Totoro's <laughs> cute and everything, but, like, what do you mean, like, the mom's sick, she's not dying? Like, oh, this is literally just, like, part of someone's life Mm. just as in life there's not like this nice little neat falling action this big dramatic thing like something sometimes things just are the way they are and in this game it's very much like you can just things just are and you can just make them Mm -hmm. be that way it doesn't have to have like this nice little perfect bow of resolution um but i think it works like if you want to do that, I didn't feel like, wow, Drew's really trying to force a story in here. I was like, man, that's cool. Wow. Yeah. Drew's really creative. Oh,
0: thank you. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think that, like, you can do that. I think it was just by the time we got to that point, uh, I was, like, I Drew, now that I'm thinking about it, I think I was a little bit like you, where I was, my brain was searching for a way to give unending and I should have just kept building on more, like, open questions, uh, unanswered, like, events, uh, you know, uh, the sort of, like, doors that you can walk through. Instead, I gave, like, a, a chair that you sat at at the end so you could reflect on what you did. And I think the game is stronger, and I would be more satisfied playing it again if I just continue to, like op- like, say, like, okay, so here's this part of the city, but every part of the city opens up into another part of the city at every point my addition should have not answered a question like not put a period but at the very strongest a semicolon right there's always something related another part that you another road that you can travel down to find something new
1: yeah um i also think that if we kept going we might uh do the thing where we keep trying to build Uh, something grander than the previous uh, round Mm -hmm. and who knows what the heck would have happened
2: yeah like 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 a dead
1: dead god falls from the sky
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh so we're just going to go straight into noir uh, detective fiction who's
2: that god? it's Danny DeVito
0: we did not not bring Danny DeVito into it at all did we?
2: that's our biggest mistake
0: that was the biggest mistake Um,
2: (laughs) no we mentioned him
0: did we? Yeah. when when did we mention danny devito
1: we were when you somebody brought up was it this episode last episode where someone brought up the 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 sundial salesman yes it was yes oh my, God. oh my gosh Hercules, yes. and then you invoked his name
0: okay good yes. all right that's fine as long as that okay. box is ticked uh i'm happy yep. <laughs> uh see like my thought the past two weeks has been um going back and not building anymore but like introducing more people and landmarks within the city because like i was so invested in like the neighborhoods that we already created we got like a a sort of like taste but i wanted to really investigate that deeper and maybe that would have been a mistake but like i think it is a strength of this game that i have wanted to go back and play again and and, like in the book like caro says that like this is sort of meant to be a one-shot at most like three to four sessions it really does not support a longer game than that at least not well it is at its best whenever you sort of like do one to three sessions really map out as much as you think is interesting understand that there is more always more city beyond what you have discovered and then to just walk away with those questions because i think like the questions that end up being raised by what you discover and the people you put in there is stronger than any sort of resolution that you could uh, you could introduce.
1: I mean, we could do it two-parter. Like I know <laughs> we don't usually do that, but we don't fucking know rules on rules and roles. We can go back <laughs> if you want.
0: James. <laughs> yeah, listen, uh eventually we'll get that Patreon going and like maybe we can like do two-parters. There's just so many other games I want to play that it just feels of like course. a missed opportunity um to like do a two-parter as much as I want to for basically every game we played up to this point. Yes.
2: yes, you know how it is. Always yeah. more games to play, but so you're give, like, wait, what? let me go back and play the same game six yeah. times.
0: So give us money, we'll play more games. <laughs> what uh, if the
1: What if the Beefcake Squad somehow enters the a Conformal Metro Plane? Whoa! Crossover at the end of the season. Yep. It's our Christmas uh, episode. Watch out, folks.
0: <laughs> That brings up a good point that and I think, Ashley, you mentioned this in the past episode or in the last episode where we played, but like this game definitely functions as like a world building game. If you have a like a bigger setting in mind or even like a between campaign arcs uh, sort of game, You 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 even this episode, you mentioned like using it to get to know different people in the party that you're going to be playing with. But this is absolutely a tool that if you're doing a homebrew setting or if you want to mix systems to like tell a story, you could use this to create the world in which you will play. So that way, when you create characters that you'll be embodying for a long time, you'll have a whole lot of mysteries and NPCs and locations for those characters to explore.
2: I even think um So in for Dungeon World, there's like an add-on or whatever for when you're traveling.
0: Perilous. Perilous Wilds? Ah, yeah. Yes, Perilous um, Wilds.
2: So you can like it's just like a different mode of playing the game um, with your same characters. So as you're like you're not just doing your normal setup for Perilous or for Dungeon World. Um there's specific actions to do while you're traveling to further what's going on. Um I could even see if you I could see that if you wanted to maybe do some like interplanar travel, um, this setup could be fun. Um, you could like between or at each event, maybe work in a around where you talk about how your characters are reacting to what you're going through. Um, just as like a fun, maybe sort of break between sort of like campaign chapters or something like that. Um, I don't know. I think one shots are just a really cool way to break up like a normal campaign where it can kind of like feel like you don't know where your characters are going and this can yeah. sort of like get your brain thinking of the world and everything one, like that.
0: 100%. It is, It is. is a like a very strong, strongly held and like it is a torch I will carry forever that like any camp like campaigns can fizzle out for a lot of reasons scheduling life events all that sort of stuff but another one of like the main reasons that campaigns fizzle out is a sort of like you run low on the fuel the creative fuel for like those characters like as much as you you think you and you really want to like embody a character for like two years and take them on a grand adventure like at a certain point like you kind of get burned out being the same person with the same tries switching systems or even just doing a different system for one or two sessions can like really put the, uh, the oil back in that lantern um, for like more play. And mm-hmm. so a game like this, I totally agree. Ash would be a fantastic way to not just refuel that creative force, but like build out a part of the world so that you can be excited about eventually exploring that world that you've created. Um, just as a note, um, the perilous wilds is by uh uh, designed by Lamp Black and Brimstone. It's a wonderful uh, uh, accessory. I've enjoyed it. I've used it in a bunch of different games to sort of like create tables uh, to roll on elements and stuff like that. So if you're playing a game that's going to be uh, exploring a sort of like wilderness between um, civilization or anywhere where like it's going to be dangerous and unknown, uh, the Perilous Wilds can give you a lot of great prompts for what you discover there. Uh I recommend it. You can get the PDF online.
2: The uh, physical book is also nice.
0: It is sold out, though, unfortunately. Oh no! <laughs> they they periodically reprint them, so you'll just have to kind of keep in mind. But yeah, the the phys- the little print book is like it's like eight by eleven or something like that. No,
2: oh, yeah. it's smaller. Than I think I 5x7? 5x7. Yeah, it's five x seven.
0: It's it's super good. It's a really great little accessory.
2: Um. Yes, it's nice. I like it. It's fun to play. Mm. Um. But yeah, I don't know. I just. <sighs> I just like switching up systems. I think it's fun. Mm -hmm. Um, It just gets you thinking of everything in a different way because like, I don't know. It's very easy to think like there's only one way to approach characters or Mm -hmm. the world whenever you're stuck in one system. Um, And it's very easy to think like, oh, I'm just not having fun anymore. I just don't like this. And it's like, no, you do like this. It's just, Shaking someone's shoulders. It's not that you don't like role playing games; you just don't like D yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Like, like
0: you've got a lot of great care. You've got a lot of great colors to play with. You are just always coloring in the same book.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm. If I can just flog another metaphor here, <laughs> which is what I do constantly, but yeah.
2: Um, a random thing that doesn't fit in anywhere. So I'm just going to bring it up now. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think this game would be super fun to play if you are bilingual, um, and playing it with other people who are also, I shouldn't even say bilingual. If you speak more than one language, it would be cool to play with other people who speak more than one language, whether you share those or not. Um, because I know English is like a very like sort of not so beautiful language like not even just how it sounds but like the way things are described um talking with bilingual friends are just mm. like man this word sucks like english you're inferior um
0: english is kind of a very taxonomical language
2: yeah so i could see like if you speak language are languages that are like i don't know just more like evocative poetic yeah um that this could be really cool especially whenever it comes to true names
0: which is something we have not talked about which we definitely should
2: yeah like the concept of just like yeah there's something that you you call things certain things but like what does it mean like what is right what does that embody like in the heart and soul of it
0: for and that is this is for you and Mm -hmm. this is something the game really like Really drives home, and I think that we should definitely like uh, talk about this a little bit before we end this podcast. Is that true names isn't true in a sort of omniscient sense? It is true for a person. Who? Who? I don't know. Maybe it's a whole neighborhood. Maybe it's one person. Maybe it's the whole city. But that truth is important, no matter how many people believe it, because mm-hmm. it, it matters to one person. So you might have a coffee shop. It, it specifically in the book uses a coffee shop example where for one person it might be like you know subway tile burnt coffee the hot barista and for another person it's sunlight in the afternoon a good book and heavy espresso foam because that's their relationship with that space and that gives it real power mm-hmm. in the game explicitly for anything you create you have to come up with a true name for that thing
2: yeah so
0: how did y'all feel about true names i guess ashley if you want to use that as like more exploring that like English in another language cuz I'm really intrigued by like by that concept.
2: Um I mean I I just really like that cuz it's cool like yeah. you know it's so easy in like fantasy and like role playing um to come up with a really cool name for something like don't get me wrong a lot of proper Here I nouns am, on fantasy name generator for every single thing um trying to come up with a cool tavern name or whatever um but -hmm. it's cool to think about it like deeper like um how i feel about like a blanket like yeah it's a blanket but like what does this do for me like why do i pick this one blanket all the time rather than like the three other blankets like this means something to me what does, like, this stall mean to someone else um, in this yeah. world? Um, so, I don't I guess you don't even have to, like, really speak another language. Like, I don't know, weebs. You know Japanese words. Like, <laughs> just thinking of a word, like, I hate myself oh, for this. But this. thinking of a word like nakama, like, that word means something different than friend. So, like, if you needed to use something that's deeper, mm-hmm. use that. Like. Even if we all don't, I don't think anyone here speaks other languages, but like we all know some words yeah. in other languages. So yeah, I think that would sure. be cool to like challenge yourself to bring in um, or at least not limit yourself. And like, it doesn't matter if no one else knows it, you can explain it and you can say I'm choosing this word because it embodies so much more um, than an English word does. Mm-hmm. Um hmm and I think that's why bringing in a visual element could be cool too, because like right. sometimes, like showing a picture, can speak a thousand words, you know. Wow! <laughs> Whoa! Hey! What? <laughs> um, yeah, go ahead.
0: Yeah, Drew. What do you uh, think about the true name aspect? I'd love to hear your thoughts.
1: Um, I was like, uh, first of all, you you guys nailed it when you're talking about it, and. Uh, i love the idea of a true name so much i think you could put the concept of the true name in a lot of games mm-hmm. that would help uh, you as the player really understand your character and that's like something it's almost it reminds me a little bit of uh agon where it's like that could your true name could change if you're playing a character driven uh game yeah like I love the idea. I've compl- I'm so glad we we rounded back to it because I almost completely forgot about it. But the idea of having true names is was oh, it's so good. It's so it makes the whole world feel more lived in in this scenario. Like, it is. It is the lived in part. Yeah, yeah. Because if not, this is just a neighborhood. But I uh, like you know uh, like the coffee shop. It's it's that's a perfect one to do it. Like burnt coffee and free Wi Fi could be the name of it and. Mm-hmm. Like that's what some, that's reality. That's the realness to it. Yeah. yeah. Like, but there could
2: be someone yeah. else who walks by and they like hate it. Cause they got dumped there. Like, yeah, yeah. it just, ah, uh, it's cool.
0: Um, one yes. thing that I wish that, and if I ever play this game again, when I play this game again, um, I want to do better is that using the true names as the hooks for more content. I think that's something that would have made the world, would have made my contributions feel more concrete and important is like, so like if we're going to use the coffee shop example, like someone got dumped there, who, why, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: what happened? And you could create a person for whom that is true. Like that real name is true. uh, That true name is true for them. Why did they get dumped? What happened? Or if you just want to use that as like the, the little, like the particulate that becomes the snowflake of your character, um, what happened like who are they now after they got dumped? Do they walk by that coffee shop and like try to avoid it at all costs, in so much that they cross the street and therefore meet a new part of the city, meet someone else? Or are they just like transfixed on going there to hopefully rewrite that bad memory? And you could create a character and that could speak to your neighborhood uh in a very real way. And so like with the high like with the the wisdom of hindsight, I would I wish I could have used those true names as Hooks for more additions, and I think if you play this game, do not miss the uh, like the richness of those true names as doors to walk through uh, for uh, more interesting uh, elements of your city. Drew, I totally agree with you. Uh, the concept of like true names should be built into more games, or at least like be considered yeah. whenever you're uh, designing your game, because um, it's just yeah, such it's a cool a really... way. Yeah, it's a cool way to like characterize something without having to go through like. A whole like sort of like scene where like this character talks to another character and you have to do a bunch of dialogue, which if you're not comfortable with that, the true name makes it simple, evocative, and just like so succinct and full of uh, information. Um, Game
2: good. I like game. game good.
0: We do this every (laughs) time, but it's just like game good.
1: I got a couple. I got a couple things before we we go. Totally, Uh, totally. I don't know where else to put them. So let's talk about it here. First of all, if you have like a group that you hang out with that is like or you're on a discord that's like, oh, this is all about uh, Batman or this is all about uh, some TV show you watch. Right. You could play this game like your city could be Gotham and you mm-hmm. can go off that mm-hmm. or your city could
0: be freaking Riverdale. <laughs> and You could go off that. Oh, dude. Like it's
2: Someone like- please do that and tell me how it goes. That would be so cool.
0: Drew, talking about your Batman example, the city could be Arkham Asylum. Think about yeah, that. it could
1: be, it could be something. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it it yeah like any kind of media that you and a and a, a group of even if it's just like like in our situation right now, just like two three people, mm-hmm. you could play this game and flush out ideas and things that you would like to see in that world in your own like call it your own pocket dimension of Riverdale.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, if you're if you're if you're a bunch of fan fiction writers and y'all want to like brainstorm oh, ideas, yeah. this could be a great game for like world building different like prompts for fan fiction.
2: Yeah, that's such a good oh, idea, Drew. Sure.
0: Yeah, it totally is. Thank
1: you. Uh, this, and then the other one, because we've done this before and I was thinking about it when we were talking about this. You guys remember when we played Stew Pot mm-hmm. and oh, we totally. talked about we talked about playing it in reverse. You could play this oh, yeah. game, I think, where things are disappearing from your world.
0: Oh like, my god. I'm thinking of like <laughs> like a two session, like play this and then play StuPot. That's so oh, yeah. good. That's such a good idea.
1: But like you could reverse this and so like like instead of you have a city built, you could start destroying the city. You could be the end of the city instead. Mm-hmm. Just like we we talked about with StuPot, but like the idea of like, oh, this great, this this fantasy setting, so beautiful. And like, you could show how that crumbles and why that crumbles. And the people that are important in the city who disappear are lost.
0: And okay, I see what you're saying. That's so good. So like at the end of every round, everything that you've created ha- will disappear. And so the yeah. ramifications is like, how does that affect everyone on the next round who are also going to disappear for whatever reason? or yeah, be what? lost or whatever yeah
1: yeah like you you don't even have to write down what the city has but you put in what it's missing
0: <sighs> that's so good oh!
1: yeah, it'd be kind of heartbreaking when you play because yeah <laughs> exactly but uh, it's just an idea because like i loved it when we came up with that idea on stew Pot, like like play it in reverse oh so good like i'm thinking it's a couple of the games we played we could definitely reverse them <laughs>
0: That's such when an we, interesting... When we... Yeah, when Sorry. we start
1: rolls and rules, we fucking... <laughs>
0: Alright, that's another, that's another going to be another Patreon stretch goal. Uh, yeah, is right. <laughs> every other week we'll do rolls and rules. And our second session will just be like erasing all the shit we did. Yeah,
1: and how heartbreaking it will be. Yeah. That's also
2: good. <laughs> just crying at the end of every session. Like, yeah, oh, we yeah. see you next we week. already talked
0: about sessions as therapy. Yeah. So uh, let's just, yeah, seriously. Let's just explicate that. Um, oh my gosh, I had an idea and then I lost it. Uh, who knows? I'll cut this. Stew pot. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: I know you said something about
0: just,
1: doing a two part of a stew, stew pot. Maybe it's that. No,
0: I mean, yeah, I still want to do that.
2: For <laughs> okay. sure Um, just like sort of a, I don't know, I don't know how to speak English. Um, Talking about people who know more than one language, I know part of one. Um, And like just about the game itself, uh, this has a cheat sheet. And let me tell you, (laughs) that is the best thing. I want every game to have a cheat sheet. Um, Yeah. Because it's just like so easy after you read everything to get like a feel for what it wants you to do. And then you have this nice one page that's like, okay, here's like the way this is going to go. Um, it has everything bolded (laughs) that you need. Like, yep. Not everything bolded. It has keywords bolded. Um, Everything's like
0: one sentence summaries.
2: Yes. So if you need to go check, you can, you know exactly what word to look for. Um, but it just has it like nice and neat for you right there. Um, which is nice just mm-hmm. to glance over and be like, wait, what part of the turn are we in? Okay. Here, instead of having to go, wait, let me flip through six pages, like trying to figure out where this is. Yeah. Um, so thank you chef kiss. Mm-hmm. I love to see it. Mm. If you don't have a one page RPG, make, make everything chichi. onto one page is a cheat sheet yeah. for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And also I know we touched on this a little bit. And that it had just come out, like right before we recorded. Um, But the starter sets, Easy Streets, oh, Easy Streets, so good.
0: I told, yeah, a wholesale recommendation for Easy Streets. Um, I I read through all of the city props. Everyone included in that, the designers and the creators included that are people that you should check out because uh, they do great work, and their editions here are fantastic. Uh, This is a super good thing that I think could be used in any way if you are just starting out and want some help. If you played this game a bunch and you're like, "All right, let me try some like like pre uh, constructed stuff just to see how that feels." It is great for anybody who's interested in this game. Absolutely pick it up. It's on uh Caro's itch.io page. Uh you have to purchase the game before you can get access to that. Um but it's fantastic. You should check it out.
1: Highly recommend.
0: Okay, anything else or is this a great place to, to wrap up? I think that's good. I'm good. Once
2: again, we like the game.
0: Yeah. We yeah. have to play a game, game we didn't really like.
1: Yeah. Until I make my game and make you guys play it. Like...
2: <laughs> I'm sorry, Drew. You are creative and talented. I hate to break it to you.
1: Don't you dare
0: do this to me.
1: <laughs> Don't you do this to me on the show. How could
0: you? Uh, I'll compliment sandwich you. That's fine. I'll give you some constructive criticism. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. I'll, I'll be the bad cop.
2: Thank wow. God. A cop?
0: Yeah, a cop on this show. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Disgusting.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, this God. is my last episode. I'm <laughs> um,
2: uh,
0: but speaking uh, of that, I believe our next episode we will maybe have uh, the full crew again. We'll see. Um, if not, you know
2: how the world is. Yeah. Who if can not, produce? continue
0: to send your love and support to Gray there on Twitter at Schwartzy Seven. Um, but yeah, uh, and I believe next time we'll be playing a game by a friend of mine. Oh uh, yeah, we will have a guest, Ooh. guest host, guest GM, guest leader. Uh, but keep keep a uh, keep an eye on our uh, Twitter for more info, or you can join our Discord, which the information's on our Twitter at Rules Rules Pod uh, for more information about that.
2: Wow, you're really like putting this out there and like committing us to. Um... Like doing a thing ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Oh, Big sorry. steps. We're moving up.
0: <laughs> I mean, listen. If not, we'll play something. We will be back in two weeks with uh, another yeah. game.
1: Yeah. Don't think you'll that- be free of our voices ever.
2: That's the rules and roles promise. <laughs> that's that's
0: that's our threat. <laughs> <laughs> that we're is, gonna be here. That's the sort of Damocles hanging over all our listeners' heads. Like we're gonna be there, and you're gonna have to listen to us again.
2: Yeah. Who knows? Contractually obligated. Yeah,
0: who knows who's going to raise the specter of Danny DeVito yet again? Oh, no. Danny <laughs> um,
2: DeVito, come on our podcast.
0: Oh, absolutely. Oh God. Um, heard he's a great guy.
2: Yeah, he seems yeah. so sweet. Yeah, uh, I love his iconic tweet: "Antonin Scalia retire, bitch."
0: Retire, bitch. <laughs> Still waiting for him to retire. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. He he just died. He didn't retire. He died. <laughs> that's
2: yeah, point. that's what I'm saying. <laughs> You're right.
0: He died in his position. Like, I need his ghost to come back and be like, all right, I, I'm giving up my seat.
1: I'm
2: formally retiring.
1: <laughs> I, uh, all right. So, okay, real quick, real quick, real quick. Call to the uh-huh. call to the game makers out there. If somebody wants to make a Supreme Court seance game, uh, I think <laughs> fucking mm, chef's kiss. Perfect.
0: Oh, we, where you raise the specter of past uh, justices just to like... Like throw shit, throw vegetables at them, and like ream them out for yes, all the. But you are
1: the you you play as the current justices.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Well, some of them. I don't know.
2: It depends on what you roll. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know enough about law, legal eagle. Uh,
0: <laughs> come on our podcast. <laughs> yeah, explain explain the Supreme Court. Can a ghost be on the Supreme Court? If we were to successfully raise. A Supreme oh, no. Court Justice, Spirit, could they serve again?
2: Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh! If a necromancer
0: is it an unlife appointment as well as a life appointment?
1: <laughs> yeah. Does it become a a, a a constant curse after you've died? Then
2: <laughs> If you don't retire. This is um, oh, maybe getting if a little you don't too retire, dark. You... Yeah. No, this you is like fucking back.
1: Beetlejuice logic. If you don't retire, you work forever.
2: Uh, spoilers. Um, for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Um, maybe it'll be like john snow where like death will relieve you of your duty and he dies and comes back and he's yeah. like
0: my watch is ended i found a loophole <laughs>
2: i found a loophole Sorry,
0: in I, did, I did more ringo star i did a more i hung it on me wall than i did john snow uh i, I kid harrington i can i'll never i'll never chomp your flave. i'm just incapable of it
2: uh
0: Anyway, sorry I think, to
2: all of our British listeners. I think we were trying no, to end this podcast great.
0: 10 minutes ago. Yeah,
2: sorry.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, so next time you want to hear like insightful uh, bullshit like this, uh, we'll be here. Keep an eye on the feed. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Pod. If you have a suggestion for a game, if you have a comment, if you have any criticism, can that criticism, don't send it to us. Uh, just nice comments only. We can be reached by email. Uh, that's rollspod at gmail.com. If you'd like to join our Discord, which has a wonderful discussion, we're all in there. People post their pet pics. It's very great. The info for that is on our Twitter. Uh, So until next time, uh, Drew, where can the people find you? Uh,
1: You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Davenporter. And real quick, drop a review in iTunes or whatever your service, because I would Mm -hmm. like to see a couple of those
0: we love reviews uh, mm-hmm. and we also love when people game the system so just give us five stars no matter what you think because yep. it doesn't really matter it's all about availability and like getting up on that visibility chart
2: it doesn't matter it if we like to read them the algorithm reviews.
0: Drew <laughs> review. will also read them and love your stuff you, he will send yeah, you yeah. a heartfelt letter I will
2: <laughs> leave I'll your you address a, your social <laughs> security yourself
0: for some nice I'll comments from a,
1: <laughs> a tear soaked letter
2: okay <laughs> Yeah, Drew's already married, so you can't get an invitation to his wedding. Um, Sorry,
1: but I'll dance at yours if you uh, leave a good review.
0: <laughs> That's the rules and rolls promise.
2: <laughs> the rules and rolls threat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, Ashley, where can the people find you?
2: I'm on twitter at hidden hag uh
0: you can find me on twitter at chase writes uh again thank you for joining in for listening next time we will be playing another game uh so uh get excited for that we'll post about what we're playing as soon as we know um (laughs) so it'll be a surprise to us as well um but until then again thanks for listening and come on back the next time you need a little bit of r&r